Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Welcome back to Drive with Peter Vlahos. Great to have your company on this Tuesday. And we're counting down to what perceivably is the most intriguing weekend in the WAFL season. SENWA will be down in Mandra to bring you the game between Peel Thunder and Swan Districts, which will be staged on Sunday at 10 minutes past midday. And it very much will determine which of those two clubs will probably play in the WAFL finals. Joining us, he's on the commute down to Mandra, is Jeff Valentine, the coach of the Thunder. Jeff, thanks for your time. Yeah, pleasure, Pete. It's a big Sunday coming up for you and, of course, Adam Pickering and everybody at the Black Ducks. Yeah, no, it's an exciting way to, to round out the uh, the whole season, isn't it? Um, yeah, one of us is going to go through. They, they got the better of us in the, the first time around and we're, we're looking forward to hosting them on, on Sunday. And it really has been an intriguing season, hasn't it, uh, Jeff? Uh, particularly the top five sides where there's been weeks where some of those top five sides have been stronger than others. And we look back to last weekend, Swans beating West Perth, who have occupied top position. And, of course, you doing a job on the West Coast Eagles, who had a lot of AFL-listed players playing last weekend. So it has been a pretty interesting season. Yeah, look, really tight, Pete. Yeah, absolutely right. It's... I think it's going to come down to the, the team that can hit form at the, the right time, keep their, their list healthy and um, yeah, really get going over the last sort of week or two. So, um, yeah, hopefully that can be us and we're putting ourselves into the frame at the right time of year. So, Jeff, you won't know the final composition and what's available to Peel Thunder for Sunday until the team for the Fremantle the Football Club is announced on Thursday night, I gather. Yeah, look, we'll get a bit of an idea tomorrow at the, the main training session. Um, Fremantle will train at Optus Oval tomorrow morning and I think there's match committee um, later that day so we'll get a bit of an idea uh, then as to um, who's got through obviously Griff and Rory Lobb will be right in the picture to return um, and what that does to the makeup of the team last week we had Meek uh, Bailey Banfield and Darcy Tucker who were all involved in the in that Giants last fixture so that'll uh, there's a few moving parts there so yeah that'll come a little bit clearer sort of Wednesday Thursday and um yeah, but look, we're confident whatever team we do get to roll out, we're, we're confident that it's going to be really competitive. If we play our, our, our brand of foot and we play our best, we, we're hoping that's going to be good enough. You mentioned Lloyd Meek there and a bit of conversation early this week that he did enough to maybe be considered for Fremantle's elimination final on Saturday night. I heard he was very good. Yeah, look, Meek, he was outstanding and he has been all year for us. He's he's proven to be the, the, the dominant ruckman at, at WAFL level. Um, yeah, look, I guess the, the challenge there for, for Justin and the rest of the match committee at Fremantle there is how does he fit in with Sean Darcy and then Rory Lobb and Griff um, as, as backup ruckman? What's, what's the best combination for the team? But, no, nah, look, he's a, he's a wonderful young ruckman and, um, and, look, we're really grateful to have him in the times that we do. Just having a look at also a couple of other members of your team, uh, a lot has been said about the return of Jai Amos after that serious uh, kidney injury. How's he going, the youngster? Yeah, look, a real positive step forward on the weekend. He was a little bit rusty the, the first week back, which is to be expected, I guess, after such a lengthy layoff with a with a really serious injury. But um, no, nah, look, he was great last week. He's timed his leads fairly well. He, um, he he's a wonderful kick at goal. He, he kicked one in the in the last quarter with a in a howling cross breeze, and it really had to be seen to be believed from a set shot point of view. So yeah, look, he's going to be a wonderful player for Fremantle. 
Um, and again, look, he's, he's probably running out of time to really press his case from a, an AFL point of view. But um, no, nah, he's building nicely. And if we can get a few more games into the season, I'm sure he's going to really hit his straps. Joel Tracy or Joshua Tracy, how did he go? Yeah, look, he was good. He was good. He um, first came back from a sort of glandular fever type viral infection that kept him out. No, his, his actual energy levels and his, his running uh, was, was probably as good as it has been all year. It might be, I suppose, in horse racing parlance, he was, he was really good fresh, so there might be a way to sort of keep him. And we gave him a few extra rotations and, and that type of thing, and it, it really seemed to help his performance. So, um, no, he was another one who was good. He's only going to benefit from the run. So, yeah, look, if we can get through this week, um, yeah, Fremantle should have a couple of key forwards to pick from. Uh, Matthew Tabner will be another one potentially this week. If he gets through training tomorrow, that'll be available. So, um, yeah, all of a sudden, the, the key forward stocks of Fremantle and Peel are looking pretty healthy. And for those non-AFL-listed players with the Fremantle Dockers, you cannot uh, continue the superlatives because he's been brilliant for you, has been the likes of Blair Bell. He stood up when it's counted and he's kicked goals when it's counted as well. Yeah, look, he's, he's a wonderful player, a wonderful servant of the, the Peel Footy Club. You know, he's affectionately known as the Mayor of Mandra. He's undoubtedly our most popular player. And Ben Hancock's another who, who's captain. Um, they were wonderful contributors on the weekend. But you're right, Blair, in the first quarter, I think he kicked two goals. Uh, he finished the day with 10 tackles, three goals for the day. And, yeah, he had a really significant impact. So, um, yeah, great to see him starting to hit some form at this time of year. And who are some of the other players that is non-AFL listed players that really are pivotal for Peel Thunder during uh, hopefully a finals campaign? Yeah, Jack Sears. Um, he had his best game under my watch on the weekend as a sort of third tall. Took four or five really nice intercept marks. Um, Ty Anderson, a, a young fella from Harvey, um, he sort of stepped in, into waffle footy for the first time um, this year and he's played every game, started as a midfielder with sort of turned him into a really dashing sort of small defender. Um, Tyrone Thorne, uh, Ty won our best in Ferris last year. He missed 12 weeks with a, a broken wrist, but again, he's now got two or three games under his belt. He's only a little fella, but he's brave and he's, um, his ability to change angles and find a target has been, uh, been really impressive and really important for us. As you mentioned, nothing separates Peel and Swan districts. You're currently in the top five on percentage. Uh, whoever wins this game will play the following week. So what is your preparation for a game on Sunday? That starts just after midday. What is the program from today heading into Sunday? Yeah, so we'll train uh, tonight, Tuesday and Thursday night, which is our, our normal routine. It, it just works well for the fellas with casual work and our support staff. And then on the Saturday morning, we'll have a, a sort of captain's run. We'll get our um, our league squad. We'll come up and train with Fremantle, the, the boys that are going to play on the Sunday. So we'll have a little captain's run on Sunday morning up at Coburn, um, team meeting and some breakfast, and then uh, then into it on Sunday afternoon. And uh, you're happy that it's a standalone game down there at the uh, Lane Group Stadium, the all-important game between Peel and Swans? Yeah, look, it's... Yeah, that doesn't really worry us, Pete. You know, it's worked out really well for the Waffle. And I think from a competition point of view, it's going to be a great way to finish it. So if that means we sort of go, the downside is going into the finals on a six-day break, but that's footy sometimes. So we'll look forward to Sunday and it's going to be a wonderful 
sort of culmination of the whole season. So, uh, as they say, may the best team win, eh? Yeah, very much. And, Jeff, uh, no doubt you've enjoyed the experience of being involved with uh, an AFL team and, and being, of course, a coach of the very important Peel Thunder footy club that is seen as the, the feeder to the Fremantle Dockers. Have you enjoyed the experience? Yeah, it's been a wonderful year, Peter. Yeah, obviously, look, a, a great time to get on board with Fremantle. Um, you know, their, their return to the finals in, you know, whatever it is, eight or ten years has been really exciting. They've got a young group. Um, there's some really talented players. You know, those sort of three draft selections, you know, the first rounders, Matty Johnson, Neil Erasmus and Jai Amos. Um, yeah, sort of Carl Warner and Roy Benning just from last year's um, draft crop. So, no, it's, it's a really exciting time at the footy club, and, I've, I've, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And you haven't had any problems when players have come back, no doubt disappointed they haven't played in the AFL side, knowing that they need to play at Peel and need to play well to continue their profile and enhance their opportunities to maybe play at AFL level the following week. It's never been a problem? No, nah, look, I've been very uh, very fortunate there. I've had wonderful leadership and support by the night's Likes of Connor Blakely, Joel Hamling, uh, Nathan Wilson, Ethan Hughes. They're, they're sort of four senior players that have spent, you know, a, a large part of the year with us at Peel, and, and their attitude has been fantastic. And, you know, in that group, you know, Joel's played an AFL premiership. Nathan Wilson's played 150 AFL games, but their they're, um, they're, they're buy-in and their love for the sort of Peel footy club and what we're trying to do there has been really strong and um, both Nathan and Ethan have both come through the Peel development ranks so yeah I felt really fortunate to have their support and and, um, and their leadership sort of on and off the field it's been great. Good on you Jeff. thanks for joining us good luck for the big one on Sunday look forward to being down there at the Lane Group Stadium there in Mandra to witness that do or die match it's uh, it's actually an elimination final before the elimination final weekend between Peel and Swan District Thanks for your time. Pleasure, Pete. Go well. Yeah, good on you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the coach of the Peel Thunder Footy Club. He sounds up, doesn't it? Should be a great day, actually. Twelve ten down there at uh, Peel's home ground in Mandra. Just some uh, breaking news. So all thanks to Tire Power. Buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger car and SUV tyres at Tire Power. An update here where Fremantle fans who missed out on their chance of being part of Docker's history at Upton Stadium on Saturday have now been given a second chance. As I mentioned last night, extra tickets now for the club's elimination final against the Bulldogs that went unclaimed in the corporate and sponsor allocation will go on sale to the general public tomorrow. But fans will need to get in quick with just a few hundred prize uh, seats up for grabs uh, the tickets will go on sale at 11 a.m. tomorrow on Ticketmaster. So it's 11 a.m. tomorrow on Ticketmaster. A statement that's just uh, been released saying a limited number of tickets for the 2022 Toyota AFL Final Series Elimination Final, Fremantle versus Western Bulldogs, Saturday, September 3 at Optus Stadium, have become available. These tickets will be available to the general public, as I mentioned, 11 a.m. tomorrow. Full house is expected, as we know, for the Dockers' first ever Optus Stadium final with Fremantle's attendance record of 56,521 set to be smashed. And the clash will also be retiring veteran David Mundy's last hurrah in front of the Dockers faithful win or lose with a trip to Victoria on the cards should they win. Of course, they'll take on the loser of Geelong and Collingwood in a semi-final the following weekend. Of course, the AFL finals get underway on Thursday night. It is Brisbane against Richmond and uh, Chris Fagan on AFL 360. 
is uh, feeling pretty confident. He reckons there's a lot of players in the Lions uh, lineup that are pretty seasoned for this finals campaign. Oh, look at that, the Richmond team that we play and remember back with, when Dimmer, you know, got them into three elimination finals in the row and they couldn't, they couldn't actually win and then they missed the finals completely then came out and won the premiership the year after that. So, and I, and I think if, I'm, I'm a bit of an historian on the game and I, and I look at, at teams and their progression towards hopefully winning premierships and uh, usually there's a few disappointments along the way and I feel like we've had those in the last three years and, you know, we haven't, we haven't been poor performers in finals. We've won one and we've actually lost one by one point and another by three points. So it's not like we've been, um, you know, beaten up in finals. We've actually done quite well, just haven't quite been able to get over the line. But I'm just hoping those experiences will harden us and prepare us for what lies ahead. Um, that's the aim, that's, that's the way I've always coached the team, that we learn from the experiences that we have to try and improve and get better. And uh, that's, that's the aim on Thursday night. Should be a big game, Brisbane against Richmond. And finally, in relation to footy, there's been growing talk about Ross Lyon and a link to the vacant Essendon coaching job. Nick Revolt, who had him at St Kilda, of course, a former St Kilda captain, has endorsed Ryan for uh, Ross Lyon for the Essendon job. And Tim Watson this morning on SEN Breakfast in Melbourne said this about Ross Lyon as a coach at his former club. I think they need somebody in a coaching group that can enforce the fundamentals and the basics on the players. Really? What, what, what do you mean? I'm talking that? about the ability to be able to defend one on one and to so you're compete. Style. You're talking style. Style. I'm talking, yeah, but the fundamentals and the basics are the. They underpin the way that you play mm. at any team, the way they play. You know, like when you tackle, you tackle and standing your ground and competing and the effort around the ball and making sure that you outnumber opposition, that type of thing. I mean, they're all the fundamentals and the basics of the game. Yeah, so you got, that's selling, isn't it? Like it's selling your Yes, vision. but then, so the extension to that is being able to defend the ground. And we haven't been able to defend the ground for probably, you go right back to the John Walsfold days. Mm. We still haven't been able to defend the, ga- the ground. So that's what they need to do. And that is associated with the fundamentals and the basics of the game. And that's coaching, isn't it? That is coaching and teaching, yeah. yeah. So you come in and go, this is how I coach. This is what I believe in. This is the system that I want to put in place. And so the coaching panel look at it, right? And they go, okay, yeah, I, I, I see that as marrying up with the issues that Essendon have got, right? So mm. I see the synergy there. Okay, so you got my, you've got me interested, uh, Ross Lyon or that's Adam why he Jose. would be a ve- that's why he would be okay. a very good coach. I'm just saying, take a personalities out. But then tied up in all that is the basics and the fundamentals of the game and competing, mm. and then the way that you compete. And you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to get Ross Lyon, using Ross Lyon as an example, to explain all that. All you'd have to do is go back and look at the teams that he's coached. St Kilda, strong in all those areas. Fremantle. And you can – you may or may not like the way they played. You might think they played too defensively. But in terms of the basics and the fundamentals of competing, they were all strong competitive teams. Is because for him, that was a priority in his coaching. Was is there that a part concern of it? it's too defensive? Well, there would be a – but the game, I, I would think, in the time that he's been out of the game, and I'm not pushing him to be the Essendon coach, but I'm just using him as the example. In the time that he's been out of the game, there has been a change. No doubt. Like, and he has to – and he would, more attacking, he would have to acknowledge Geelong that. Geelong more attacking. Yes. Richmond, Melbourne all attack. And he's a smart bloke, Ross. He is, he is. I'm sure that in his coaching, 
he would acknowledge that there has to be movement in philosophy in that area as well. There you go, Tim Watson, his thoughts on Ross Lyon. Very interesting indeed. Just uh, a note, and you talk about coaches being sacked. In the English Premier League, you have one bad result and you're gone. As we know, on the weekend, Liverpool beat Bournemouth by nine goals to nil. Guess what's happened to the Bournemouth manager, Scott Parker? Shown the door. There is no, there is no room for a bad result. And it's only four games into the season. And he got him promoted from the championship last year back into the Premier League this season. So there you go. One bad result. See you later, Charlie. You're gone. So, and we feel sorry sometimes for AFL coaches that probably get sacked after two, three, four, five years. Anyway, cutthroat business in other sports compared to, I think, the AFL business. We're going to take... Uh, that's it for the show, actually. I'm back tomorrow. Haggers is going to join us. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks very much, Lee. Hope you've enjoyed it. This has been Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre.